If tomorrow was your last day, would you feel as though you have maximized your potential? How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? How can you work towards achieving something as close to this, if not exactly that? And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth, as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast, or welcome if you're brand new to the show. On today's episode, I will be going solo and chatting about a topic that was brought up to me in a way where I had younger friends who kind of recently graduated college and were asking me around like decision making for their future and kind of figuring out uh, whether they do this job or like move to this city or, you know, just basic things like that. And this is definitely going to be extremely relatable if you just graduated, but also very relatable in general, I think across the board, because um, considering I experienced this over the past few years, there will be moments where you're kind of losing focus or losing sight of what you have uh, set out for yourself. Uh, Maybe whether it's like, okay, you have a goal for the next year, or you have something you want to accomplish or focus on for the next six months, two years, whatever that timeline is. And from my experience and from what I've observed from other people who have become successful or done well in their life, kind of hit the jackpot in a way, I noticed that it really came down to how they focused on themselves and didn't allow other people to sway their decisions, especially if they are in a place where, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, you're not specifically tied down to something where it's harder to make those decisions. And this is something I realized a couple years ago when I first graduated college is that uh, no matter if I'm in a relationship or not, or no matter where I'm at in life, it is so pertinent to put the focus and energy on what I want to set out for the next few years and really set myself up from that. And again, 
Um, it's not about figuring out every single detail of your life because obviously things change and you have to be able to adapt and pivot. But I think it's very important to understand who you want to be and where you want to be uh, in like this big, big picture and kind of work backwards from there, which I do share kind of how I did that for myself when it came to moving from Los Angeles to New York City last year. And I think that's just a very relatable scenario that most of you guys will find yourself in and can kind of put a big picture over the next one year and work backwards over the next few months into understanding what you need to do to kind of set yourself up um, and make sure that you don't get thrown off by um, poor decision making. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. So today I want to focus on the topic of the importance of putting yourself first, which most of you guys probably have heard, but also easy examples on what happens when you do shift that focus and also many times where we subconsciously aren't putting ourselves first and our great examples of when we're not saying no to things that don't align but maybe we feel scared in the moment or we're not sure how to approach it and I think that often is more when we're dealing with someone else whether it's friend or a partner or family and we really don't want to go to that event or do that thing but we kind of do it anyways. And I think this is really just a skill that you develop over time and you figure out how to implement in your life. And so I want to start off with what happens when you do put the focus on yourself. And this is going to be speaking from personal experience as well as experience I have with helping friends through this process of putting themselves first. Because I've noticed over the years, I have a lot of friends that kind of come to me for how to make certain decisions and I don't know if it's because I come off really logical or pragmatic or maybe I just seem to be really clear all the time in how I decide things for my life and I think the real root is actually just because I have consistently over time simply put myself first and that's not in a selfish way by any means it's just that I I understand myself well because I have spent time by myself, I have taken time to reflect, I have taken time to acknowledge when certain energies don't align with me, when certain energies do, and I have just simply gone, okay, how do I get more of this and how do I, you know, mitigate this, the the bad stuff, so to speak. So what happens when you put yourself first? Well, number one, you end up focusing on what you want and what you need. So a great example of this is one of my close friends who recently graduated from college and he was in the early phase, you know, like that talking phase that we've all probably kind of gone through, maybe just even as close to the honeymoon phase before you're even in a relationship yet, right? So he's been in that phase with a girl and he uh, ended up having a lot of conflict with figuring out what he wanted to do after and and where he wanted to go. It was more about like where he wanted to go. So it was kind of between two different cities and one of them he was already had a lot of experience in. He went to school there. He was kind of born and raised there. And so he would come to me and be like, I'm having conflict with figuring things out because then so-and-so is gonna, you know, she's gonna stay in this city and, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, he was having trouble because why? He was thinking about how he could make it work with this girl. Now, I want to preface, I am a full supporter of doing what you think is 
best for you. But also, can you ask yourself honestly, am I making this decision in the most rational way possible? And even oftentimes when you are practical about it, there are times where you're like, you know what, I do think this thing could work, especially if it's relationship related, I'm gonna give it a go. However, I would argue majority of the time, uh, especially the times that do work out effectively are ones where you have an established relationship already and maybe uh, other factors like career and finances are already in place. So those elements are not kind of like jarring in or like getting in the way of the relationship being able to work. Whereas these two, um, they're both recent college grads. And, you know, he, on the other hand, he has good job opportunities lined up. He's kind of looking like, uh, you know, he has a good future set out for the next, um, you know, six to eight months, six to 12 months. And the other, you know, the girl, she's still figuring it out. She hasn't uh, fully had maybe job opportunities lined up yet. And mind you, when at this time of year, when I graduated college, so like the August after graduating, I didn't have job opportunities lined up either, but I also wasn't fully focused on finding a full-time job yet until after I came back from my Europe trip, which I went the end of August through early September. And so I ended up starting my full-time job um, like early November, but I got the job offer in October. So, you know, I, I wasn't worried about that time and I'm not saying by any means if you're listening right now and you're a recent college grad don't feel the pressure to fully go get a job right away especially if you have flexibility to maybe work your current part-time jobs or anything that you're doing or maybe you have some money saved up that allows you to be feasible during the summer and also as a tangent I did release an episode uh I don't know which one I was but I'll link that episode in the description of this episode but it was relating to kind of my thoughts looking back as to what I would do if anything differently um, or if anything the same that helped me create this ideal post-grad life and uh, specific advice I would give to those who are recent grads or you know if you're 22 23 years old so definitely check that episode out if you are you know still in that figuring it out phase I totally get it So, you know, back to this example, the bottom line is that these two are just in complete different alignment and especially that they're both recent college grads. On top of not being in a relationship, they're only in like that early talking phase, a honeymoon talking phase where you really like each other, but you're trying to see if things can work. Um, It's a dangerous place and I think that probably more people are in that situation than not. And let let me clarify as well, I probably have been in that position. Um, In fact, I have. When I was in my previous relationship in my early 20s, I definitely recall many times where I made decisions or like the thought process of what I would do was very emotional and it was very based on what my partner might do, based on what would be optimal for the relationship. And again, that is totally normal. But if anything, I probably do wish there was someone there that could help advise me in a really helpful and supportive way that makes me recognize like hmm the best way for something like this is to take a step back and kind of evaluate it from an emotional and practical standpoint in order just to make sure you you know you don't make 
too much of an irrational decision and again uh, I think in life you can always pivot even if you kind of make a flawed decision it's okay I think as long as you can kind of pick yourself up again in the future and recognize where you went wrong in your decision process I think that's all that matters and so in this example the best decision would be just to focus on one's personal vision and path and you know if it lines up again in the future where my my friend and the girl like they they line up uh, maybe physically like they're more um, in the same city or just like they're on maybe similar pages about where they're at in their career etc then you know amazing and if not, perhaps and most likely um, someone will find something else or someone else that lines up. And I've always believed this, uh, not that everything happens for a reason. Truth be told, I'm not like a firm believer in that. But I do believe, which some people might argue is the same thing, but I do think there's specific differences. But I believe in that there is no mistake in timing. I think that timing plays out the way it plays out. And uh, 50% of that is also contributed from how like, the choices we make, right? So the choices we make to move to this city instead of this city or to take this job instead of the other job, we end up meeting certain people that have made same or similar choices at the same time. And I think there's like infinite, um, you know, I guess options, right? There's endless options or endless ter- ways that it could have turned out and you just kind of settle with the fact that it turned out this way. And I think later on, when you look back in hindsight, you recognize better why it played out the way it did. Okay, so I want to share some examples of saying no to things that don't align that I think are probably common everyday or weekly type of things that happen that maybe you are subconsciously doing and you are just not aware (laughs) so uh you know number one spending time or going out with a group of people or group of friends that you're not 1000 percent yes for so in other words you're just like meh you know i'm just going because i have nothing better to do i have been there you guys uh in my early 20s in college and I think at one point I just stood my ground with myself and I said no you know life is too short to just be with people you're like oh this irks me about them this irks me about them you know if you don't have common values and common interests in what you want to do you're always going to feel a lot of friction when you spend time with these people and then on top of that you're going to absorb energy that is just not true to who you are and at some point if you don't make the decision to remove yourself from that group or from that environment then you will often find yourself a little bit lost and at some point you're going to be like wait wait a second what was I doing this whole time like why am I feeling this way or why am I around these types of people so just be really mindful with who you spend time with I think this is a easy one to fall into like as a trap because you know, it's natural to be scared of being alone or to be scared of, you know, not having friends or not having people in your life. But let me tell you this, um, you know, I have spent a lot of time, you know, solo trips and I live by myself and I've uh, spent a period of my early 20s where I didn't really have any close friends. I was kind of like resetting my a circle of friends my community of friends which is in my opinion 
the reason why I have the connections I have today, it was because I allowed myself to reset, uh, I guess at this point, five years ago and really start, you know, ground zero moving up. But I believe that loneliness doesn't come from lack of having people around you. Loneliness comes from lack of connection. And so that is why if you think back to times, if you feel maybe quote-unquote lonely right now, whether you do have friends in your life or not, you think back to times where you like felt really good with the people in your life, think about how like the depth of those connections. Think about what you talked about with those people, what you did with one another. And you're going to realize it was much more than just the surface level shit. And this is the same thing with romantic relationships. We've come across people we've gone on dates with where we just know we wouldn't go on a second date with because why? It felt too surface level. It didn't feel like it could go a step deeper. It is the same thing with friends and just for some reason we often forget about that because relationships are the same in terms of the foundation of like what we need with one another. And so I just want to reiterate, it is much better and much you know worthwhile your time if you spend quality time alone doing things that you enjoy because over time you will come across people along your path that are more aligned with you and because of that you will have a deeper connection with. Another common one I would say is going out late versus staying in because you have an early workout the next day. This one um, is common, but like I think maybe it's not like difficult to say no, especially if you have an early workout the next day. But what can be difficult is if you don't have that workout fully scheduled. So for example, if you haven't committed to you know, signing up for the class, whether it's in like class pass or you have to kind of invest a little bit upfront, right? Where you know that if you book through class pass or, or any any studio really, if you book and you cancel like less than 10 or 12 hours beforehand, they charge you, right? So that's the concept. So if you haven't committed already and then your friend, but you want to go, but then like your friend or someone uh, says, hey, let's just go out and you know, uh, whatever that may be, even if it's just like for a drink or for like a late dinner and you think it's going to be okay and then, you know, you didn't book the class yet and then it becomes late and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to wake up early for tomorrow's workout class. That's usually where you screw yourself over. And so for me, the way I alleviate having to feel that kind of friction in making decisions is I simply book my workout classes the Friday before. So going into the week, I usually have my workout classes um, or whatever I'm doing for that week, like booked and ready and in my calendar by Thursday or Friday the week before. Another big one is splurging on clothes or non-essential items because your friends are. So like, especially when it comes to, you know, nice clothes or maybe really nice dinners, whatever that may be. This is usually something that wouldn't be in alignment, um, not necessarily because it's not aligned with you, but maybe it's because it's not the most wise approach for your spending and for your finances. And I think a lot of people because we don't get to learn more on like the practical terms of finances when we are in college, um, unless you're taking time to learn about how to spend, how to save, how to invest, 
on your own on a regular basis, then you might be out of the loop on this. And in that case, following along with what your friends are doing or what you see influencers are doing and like spending money that you technically don't have, especially if you're spending on a credit card and you're ignoring how much you're spending, um, you know, and you don't have the proper disposable income or uh, maybe you have proper disposable income and, and you can use that money to to buy the items or whatever but maybe you don't have proper savings yet right maybe you don't have two to three months of rent saved up for example i think that's like such a basic uh savings goal to work towards especially if you're in your early mid-20s and you don't really know what to save towards yet i think just having a little bit of the rainy day cash in other words i would say two to three months of your rent would be ideal um if you don't have that solidly built up before leisure spending that could be a really not ideal position to be in so just be really mindful of that and don't allow yourself to feel FOMO especially because again you want to put yourself and your future self first because if you think about your future self and who you want to be whether that's like a boss woman or someone who's financially savvy or someone that is like fit and toned when you think about who you want to be a year from today not like who as in like what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff I'm talking like who like how do you want yourself to be described as when a stranger asks your friend describe you know let's use my name describe Emily for me like what is she like who is she like what do you want that friend of yours to say about you that's something I always thought about and for that reason I think is a big big part as to how I'm able to make long-term decisions and and think of my future self instead of you know immediately doing the the what's it called instant gratification but don't get me wrong we all break sometimes and we're not perfect by any means but just think about what you want most long term that's that's kind of what I would say and a last one that I think could be a really common one is staying out too long with your friends when you're high key over it and you just want to go home so I'll say this I've been there Uh, plenty of times where I was like you know what I want to go home I'm no longer enjoying myself I'm kind of you know energy's draining uh the music's not really my vibe that kind of thing but your friends are still there they're having fun girl let me tell you uh, most of the time people don't really care you know if you want to go home and you're feeling tired or you're not feeling it in fact it's usually better if you leave when you feel like your energy is not fully there and you're not fully present because then I I think it's worse if friends become resentful towards you because your energy was like meh and they're like oh what the fuck was up with Emily tonight you know she was not giving good vibes that's worse let me just put it that way so if if you notice like you're afraid to disappoint your friends so that's why you haven't left yet or haven't gone home that evening trust me when I say it's just better to go home get your rest and you can catch up with your friends and ask them how the rest of the night went and you know everyone will forget and move on so what happens when you don't put yourself first and focus on yourself I would say the two biggest, you know, I guess mistakes, so to speak, would be that number one, your decisions become swayed by what other people are doing. So you start looking at what other people are doing, you start looking at the decisions they make with their life. And the issue is when you don't know like 
the just the direction you want to go in remember I, I brought this up in previous episodes but if whether you're turning right or you're turning left or you're going north south whatever right that seems weird to say but if you don't know just like the the direction then you're often going to resort to group thinking and group consensus you because you don't know what your own priorities are and knowing what your priorities are is just a matter of asking yourself what you want and what you need over the next six months and one year. And to me, I like to think of it as like a big picture, like, you know, what would be ideal. I don't think of the small nitty gritty details. I think of just like the big picture and maybe three bullet notes under that big picture. Like, okay, maybe let's just say when I lived in LA, maybe I'm like, okay, a year from today, I would ideally be living in New York City. Okay, that's big picture. What are the smaller things I would need to kind of get in place before I move? Well, um, I'd have to figure out what rent would look like. So how can I maybe ensure my income is stable for that? So that's number one. Number two would be like, how would I get my car across? Um, and Or would I sell it? Things like that, right? So it's just like the small random things that I would need to maybe take a few months to plan out. But a year from from that moment was like, okay, I want to be in New York City the following year. And guess what? That's what ended up happening. Um, but I wasn't thinking too much into the nitty gritty details where I would, you know, like uh, psych myself out because I was thinking too much into it. And I would say the second mistake is that you just slowly waste your own time. Um, I've seen this happen to people where, you know, at some point months later, they look back and just like, wait, what the fuck have I been doing with my time? You know, you realize like you kind of haven't been going on a, a path for yourself. And this is not like a like a bad thing. This is not to like shame anyone that feels this way. But I think the reason why we end up kind of getting into a slump and we're not sure because again I have this feeling all the time okay so again I'm just speaking from experience but I will say like when we start to kind of like dream about what we would want to do with our life we start to get excited because we look forward to something it's just like when you're when you're dating or with friends when you make plans and you have something to look forward to that's what makes life exciting and so if you can kind of create that feeling for yourself right like what is like one or two things you would love to work towards over the next few months I would say give yourself a specific time frame three months six months one year whatever that may be think about what those priorities are Um, you know if it's fitness related maybe it's like you want to see a six-pack abs or uh, maybe you want to lose five pounds like or gain five pounds even like just just Pick something that you could put focus on that involves only you, right? You have to be able to keep the promises to yourself. And remember, if you change your mind, that is okay. Change the course. At least in that moment, you figured out, okay, this is not the direction I want to go in. Pivot and move on with your life. And that was all for today's solo episode. As always, I hope you found this helpful and valuable and gave you some food for thought today. And if it did, I would love if you could share this episode on your Instagram story and tag my Instagram at what fulfills you and at Emily E. Duong so I can see who is tuning in and who's enjoying this. And of course, you guys know I love feedback, whether it's positive or critiquing a bit. I'm super open to just hearing your thoughts. And especially I do love when I hear 
directly from you that something around this topic was helpful and so uh, just feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm always chatting it up with you guys in the DMs. And lastly, if this episode was helpful and it really got your gears turning about, okay, how can I shift the focus to myself? What kind of questions I can ask myself to really reflect on what this big picture for me is? I highly recommend, I'm not just plugging it, I swear, I this is, these are the questions I use for myself. I highly recommend the What Fulfills You card game. It's just a deck of cards, it's 100 cards. Of course, you can play with friends or romantic partner or your family or your work colleagues, but these are actual questions that I used for myself from like 21 to even now. I mean, but like especially when I was really really honed down working on myself these were all the questions I had asked myself and I wrote them down and later on realized that I could turn it into what is now a card game and so if you're curious it's a lot of deep and thought-provoking questions you can find the card game at whatfulfillsyou.com and you can enjoy 10% off your purchase for being a podcast listener with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout again that's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com Thanks again for tuning in today. I will chat with you all in the next episode.